0: We're out to lunch at the New Orleans Idea Village. It's the fourth annual New Orleans Idea Village Entrepreneur Week, and this is a special edition of Out to Lunch with guest host, co-founder and CEO of Idea Village, Tim Williamson. It's business, New Orleans
1: style. Welcome to Out to Lunch. I am Tim Williamson, co-founder and CEO of the Idea Village, and we're coming to you live from the fourth annual New Orleans Entrepreneur Week right here in New Orleans. And this is not just a week. This is the end of, of the Idea Village's entrepreneurial season. We have Mardi Gras season, we have the Saint season. We now have a entrepreneurial season. That's kicks off in July. <clears throat> We've had over 1,700 entrepreneurs come to the Idea Village. We've directly worked with 504 of those entrepreneurs from October to March, <clears throat> and it all comes together where we'll have over 1,000 people from Google, Salesforce, TPG, Redpoint, and local lawyers, accountants, and bankers working with over 600 entrepreneurs in one week through 75 events. We've also found 58 of these companies who will be pitching in eight innovative events where we'll be allocating $320,000 in cash to local entrepreneurs to start their businesses. And in addition, we have some of the most prestigious MBA schools from Dartmouth, Harvard, Loyola, Columbia, Duke, and Yale, as they say, 50 MBAs have come to New Orleans directly work one-on-one with local entrepreneurs. So sit back, we're gonna introduce you to the entrepreneurs, to the MBAs and the corporations, and to the crazy ideas right here at the New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. And I'd love to start off speaking on of crazy ideas with Lovey Wayfield. Uh, she is an entrepreneur uh, who has started a company called Nola Cajun. And she is participating in New Orleans Entrepreneur Week through many different ways, through pitching for money as well as working with MBA. So, Lovie, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Tim.
1: So, what's your business? And what In the 30-second pitch, what's your business?
2: <laughs> um, nolacajun.com is the number one e-commerce site specializing in New Orleans and Cajun food products. What we do is we ship New Orleans culture to everyone's front door, Anywhere around the world. If you come to New Orleans and there's something that you leave here wanting to have at home, wanting that muffelada or that Central Grocery olive salad or a king cake for Mardi Gras or even a turducken for Thanksgiving or Christmas, we can send that to you. We send you the New Orleans food culture that you crave after you leave New Orleans.
1: You're good. That's good. <laughs> well, we're sitting here with Chris Zimmy from Loyola University who actually moved to New Orleans. Three days before Katrina, nice call. Yes, thank um, you. I guess you came here, and then had to leave. And Chris is part of the Loyola Idea team. is working directly with Lovey and her husband Brett throughout the week. Welcome. Thank you, Chris. So, what are you going to do that impact Lovey's business this week? Well,
3: what we're look what we were trying to do is we want to take the Nola Cajun brand and make it worldwide. We want Nola Cajun to be the number one provider. We want them to be the go-to recognizable face of New Orleans products and New Orleans groceries. Um, And I say that coming from this is my seventh year here in New Orleans and watching watching these businesses rebuild and now being part of this rebuilding process and surrounding myself with the knowledge and ideas and experts people who have done this and know what's going on I think uh, has proven invaluable and is going to make an impact not only for NOLA Cajun but for the community here and I think the world.
1: So the task we have this week is we've asked you to solve a problem and and directly work with Lovey because on Friday you're going to be presenting in front of a live audience of investors and key leaders. What is this week all about? Why are you doing this?
3: New Orleans is an entrepreneur city. It is a startup city and we are doing this to show to the world that we are the hub. New Orleans is the place to be if you are a startup business, um, if you are looking for capital. If you have an idea, we have the tools and resources to make that happen.
1: We are so fortunate that Google is the premier partner for the Village's entrepreneur season. Uh, not only have they become great partners but they've brought down 13 Googlers this week to provide direct assistance to local entrepreneurs and I actually met Bridget Sexton I guess about a month ago came up to came over to uh, San Francisco and she's got the coolest job in the world she gets to go around the country to hang out with entrepreneurs around I'm sorry around the world to hang out with entrepreneurial communities so Bridget welcome to New Orleans and thanks for being here
0: thank you so much
1: so what are you doing here
0: yeah, it's a great question. I actually got this a few times from people wondering why I came to New Orleans to work with entrepreneurs. Um, this may not be the place that they consider a hotbed for entrepreneurship in the world. But something I've learned traveling around is that creativity is, comes most often from constraints. And New Orleans has had a lot of constraints, but it's bred a lot of innovation and a lot of creativity in the people that are here. And I've seen a lot of startups and a lot of new businesses in the last few years. And I will say many of them are not solving real problems. They are creating very little value except maybe another application that is a mashup of what already exists. And the thing I've most been impressed with here in New Orleans is that these entrepreneurs are actually solving real problems. They're actually looking at needs in the market, needs of the people around them, and creating really innovative technology-based or not technology, service-based companies that are going to have a big impact on the world. And I think starting with New Orleans is a great place to be.
1: So we read, you know, uh, Inc. Magazine says we're the coolest startup city in America, and Forbes say we're the number one brain magnet, number two best city for jobs, and we drink the Kool-Aid. What do you think is happening here? Is, 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 Is this city different? Is this different or is this happening all around the world?
0: I think there's a difference. One, because there's so much energy here in general. Um, and if you can take that energy and push it in the right direction and just channel people, then you have a magical moments, magical moments, magical companies that you can create. Google believes in magic moments. That's what we talk about every day. We want to create magic moments for the world. And being here, I've had a lot of those moments.
1: What's been a magic moment?
0: Actually, today, I think, sitting with No Agent, um, I had a great chance to talk with them for about an hour, hour and a half today and just looking at the potential of their business that is even yet unlocked. Like, there's so much to happen still. I mean, they're profitable, they're doing well, and they haven't even begun, to me. Like, they haven't even taken that first and 10th and 20th step, and I see a huge vision for their company, um, and definitely hope Google can be a part of catalyzing that.
1: So, love it. you sit at a table with MBAs from Loyola, Google, and it's all about you. Yeah. What, what are you getting out of this week?
0: You know,
2: um, just direction—that is the biggest thing for us. As you well know, Tim, my husband and I started Nola Cajun, both having full-time jobs. This was a hobby business for us that really just grew into something that one of us had to move full-time into. Which was me about a month ago. And, um, you know, when you become, you know, I'm a marketing person, but when you become CEO, operations manager, janitor, packer, shipper, everything, you kind of fall off of what you love, the marketing, and that kind of goes off to the side because you're so worried about just running the business. And the fact that all of these different outlets provide us direction and a clear path on how to follow through on marketing, on operations, on every single thing that we're doing will lead us into that into the correct direction that we need to go and i really do believe that like bridget said you know we've barely begun to scratch the surface of what the potential is for nola cajun and just with her guidance with the guidance of the um, loyal mbas there's unbelievable potential for us and i just can't wait to implement the ideas that they've come up with
1: we're gonna sell a million buffaloes aren't we oh, yeah. no doubt what is fascinating about this is so many memorable moments but we're really bringing together this unique network right here in New Orleans. What's some advice you could give us? Because you've done this all around the world. You've been to Africa and all around the world seeing this. What could we do? What what advice would you give us that we we could do to sustain this movement in New Orleans?
0: I think the biggest thing you can do is actually celebrate successes. Celebrate small successes and big ones. I think so many times people get caught up in the operations of things. They get caught up in what they're doing wrong and what they can do better. Um, And these communities survive off of... The people that are enjoying themselves, who are doing great things, and who are celebrating. And I think there's a lot of things this week that we can celebrate. And I think that builds momentum that can continue for years. I mean, at Google, right, when anyone launches a product, every team has its own culture at Google. When you launch a product at Google, there's always going to be a celebration. If you want to drink for free, you can drink for free every single day in New Orleans and you can drink for free every single day at Google because yeah. there's always a product launch and there's always a party. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I mean, we as a big organization still take the time to have these like happy hours at 10 a.m. when we push the button and the product launches. And yeah. I think we that do matters. That. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> It matters. <laughs> it's a huge way to preserve culture and it's something that Google does well as a company is to continue doing that. And I think... This is a place, I mean, the Idea Village, um, these types of events that you're holding, the entrepreneurs that you have, celebrating every day those successes will make a huge impact on the long-term future and vision of this uh, wonderful opportunity you have. Well,
1: well, thank all you guys for being part of the of the village. Uh, the village is growing. and for The work, village family. The village family, uh, the village people. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to have some other guests. We'd love to join uh, the show. Um, we have Ronnie Cho, who has come to us from the White House. That big house uh, in, in Washington, D.C., who is doing a, a very innovative event with 504 today. We have Rand Ragusa a Voice HIT. He is the entrepreneur in the house. He's going to tell us what he does. And Sarah Thomas is an MBA who came to New Orleans in 2009 from Stanford. And now she's back here. We're going to ask her what she's doing in New Orleans uh, because she's got a great job in San Francisco. But let's start with Ronnie. Welcome to New Orleans.
4: Tim, always a pleasure to be back in we, one of my favorite cities.
1: We, we met when you were, had a former job with the Daily Beast, and uh, we're slowly sucking you into New Orleans. What are you doing back here? Uh, so I, I'm launching this uh, this tour across the country to really
4: discuss the issues impacting young people um, from across the board, from uh, education, environmental issues, immigration, jobs in the economy. And it just so fit perfectly into what we're trying to discuss uh landing a event here in New Orleans uh during Entrepreneur Week to talk about how we as the federal government and the White House can support and uh, catalyze the efforts that are happening here locally and hopefully inspire others uh across the country.
1: So what do you think will happen today? I know it's about 250 young people with yeah. 504 which is a great organization. What what, what do you think to come out of it?
4: Uh I think the thing that I hope to come out of it uh, is sort of a uh, something we can take back to Washington, D.C., and hopefully elevate to across the country, that the solutions that, uh, the challenges that we're facing, not only here in New Orleans, uh, but communities across the country, the solutions are, they exist, and they exist largely among the folks who are living and working and living in these communities. And it's our job to elevate and catalyze those the, uh, those best practices. And what I want to do is connect and create a more of a stronger bond between folks who are on the on the ground working to create opportunity, jobs, create wealth, create um, change in their community, uh, to have a better relationship with the federal government and um, and folks
1: at the White House. And speaking of bonds, uh, Sarah Thomas is here. I think this is your fourth tour doer duty.
5: This is my fourth uh, trip for New Orleans Entrepreneur Week and a bunch of other times I've been here outside of that. Um, So what I'm doing here this week is working with the MBA teams um, and helping them kind of get to know their entrepreneurs, figure out the process. It's a tough nut to crack. You've got four days um, to find out what your you know entrepreneurs' biggest challenges, and help put something really valuable in a tool that they can use to really launch their business at an inflection point. So I've been working a lot with them and how they how they crack that nut and how they deliver something really valuable, um, and see where this this program could could grow and kind of continue to expand.
1: So four years ago, their challenge was to help Kyle because he just got a contract from uh, Whole Foods and he was about to scale. Uh, tell him what you did to actually implement his work. I mean, it's not just a business plan you gave him, right?
5: Yeah, uh, we, we first met Kyle and he'd sold like 300 pairs of flip-flops in 2008 and he showed up with us. He just signed a contract with 10 Whole Foods stores and he said, holy cow, how am I going to get this done? How am I going to pay for him? How am I going to get him there? How am I going to get him to sell? And so um, we planned a marketing road tour for him through all of Texas and Louisiana. And one crazy night out on Frenchman Street, I looked at Kyle and I made a pact with him that I was going to be on that tour. Um, so I went on two tours that summer um, in a flip-flop decaled minivan driving all around Texas selling flip-flops in Whole Foods stores and um, came and spent a month with Kyle on the ground, um, you know, resorting their inventory process, which is really just how do you stack the boxes in the right order and um, helping them figure out how to deal with customs and get their financing in order and make a budget, make an inventory tracking sheet um, and spent really a, a month hands-on as like the chief of staff to the CEO of this, you know, really exciting company that um, now they distribute to almost every Whole Food store. In the in the country, they distribute in uh, New Zealand, in Japan. They've got a deal in the works with China. They're on track to do a million dollars in revenue, selling flip flops, guys. And did he
1: pay you a nice salary back then?
5: <laughs> no, he, didn't, he didn't pay me a thing but um, it's still one of the you know greatest experiences and you know the excitement <laughs> of entrepreneurship and having the chance to really um you get your hands dirty and do something good for a company and they they need the they need the talent and the time and they appreciate that so much and getting that hands-on um experience is something like I've never experienced since then so it's really special
1: well you can see we're we're, we're suddenly trying to recruit uh Sarah to New Orleans and we do that <laughs> through entrepreneurs so Rand, you're here uh, on on Friday, <clears throat> you're going to be pitching in the idea pitch uh, that Jim Coulter, the founding partner to the Texas Pacific Group, has partnered with us on. 200 people, you're making the pitch. So, how do you feel? Well, first, what do you do? How do you feel? And and how is this week hopefully going to? How are you going to leverage this week to grow Voice HIT?
6: Well, we're feeling great about it. I mean, you know, the other three companies that we're pitching against are you know uh, amazing companies doing amazing things. Uh, you know this whole accelerator program that we've been a part of for the last six months has really been, uh, you know, invaluable. I mean, having access to the entrepreneurs and residents, all the panels and workshops we've been able to to attend over the last six months has been a truly remarkable for us. You know that basically, you know, needed some guidance, we needed some help, and we got that. Um, and then this week, um, being able to participate in some of the events uh, and some of the workshops is uh, we're really excited about it. So. Um, we're feeling good about Idea Pitch. Um, what's your work- pitch? Give us your pitch. What do you, so the, the pitch, basically, we're creating the exam room of the future. And so we're automating data collection for doctors um, so that they can input data without touching the computer while they meet with their patients. So we're leveraging speech-to-text. We're leveraging uh, automation. Um, because really, what you know, the problem in an exam room today is uh, patients dislike when the doctor's typing and facing the PC and not facing them. So the lack of eye contact the lack of engaged focus uh, has actually caused a problem in the patient-provider relationship. So we're hoping to, by automating that process uh, and removing that burden and that distraction of manual data entry in the exam room, will actually produce a better relationship for providers and their and their patients. Is this a big idea, It's really? huge. Well, it's <laughs> huge because, think about it, uh, doctors waste two to four hours a day doing data entry. That's the way they get paid to document their encounters. A lot of doctors spend two hours at night on their laptops, documenting why they watch TV. So it's a big problem. And uh, and some doctors actually wait till the end of the day to document their encounters, and now they're relying on their memory, uh, which leads to errors. So we're hoping to you know, basically improve the relationship between the provider and the re- uh, patient, um, reduce errors, and then ultimately save lives. So uh,
1: Voice HIT is, is gonna be pitching against three other companies. I guess we gotta give everybody equal play. Sure. Theodent. Uh, uh, Jen mayer from Kickboard yeah. and Taylor Berry's uh, Vote It. So uh, we've, gone, we've met with over 1,700 entrepreneurs, and these four have been identified to pitch in this very high, intense, uh, big impact uh, presentation. So, Ronnie, um, what could we do as you're looking at New Orleans uh, and from the White House? What are some best practices that New Orleans could take that we can implement here to really sustain the movement for the young people here?
4: Uh, I mean there are a number of things I think one having a, a place like idea village a physical place a community well, that was a great one. <laughs> thank you uh, for uh, for folks to meet and convene and kind of cross-pollinate ideas and best practices and all those things I think is, is critical what I find striking about what happens here in New Orleans as what I hope uh, other communities across the country will, will take away from is that there's a, a shared value of collaboration uh, that's sort of in the great tradition of New Orleans, of collaboration, of people coming together, of different uh, skill sets and different talents coming together to create something really special. Uh, That is sort of intrinsic in the culture here in New Orleans. And now you've just translated into an economic uh, entity that I think is truly inspiring and something that we all at the White House uh, pay a lot of attention to.
1: But we'd you know, we like to say we've got a great model in Mardi Gras and the Saints. How do we just use that model for entrepreneurship and economic development? So thank you, guys, uh, Ronnie, Sarah, Ran. Uh, I know you got a lot of work to do, so I'll let you guys go. And we're going to um, uh, take the last couple of months and wrap up with, with Brent Godfrey. I'm going to tell you about this guy. Uh, Post-Katrina, uh, we've been called a brain gain. Uh, New Orleans is the number one brain magnet in the country, as listed by Forbes. And who are these people? were the crazy people like Brent. Brent graduated from Yale, came to New Orleans, I'm gonna ask him why, I think he was drawn to it, became a New Orleans fireman, so he's now currently a New Orleans fireman, and in his off time, uh, he works for the Ida Village, engaging and bringing the universities to New Orleans. So Brent, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tim. And (laughs) who are you and what are you doing? (laughs)
7: So, uh, Tim, as you mentioned, my name's Brent Godfrey. I, I'm originally from Southern California, and my senior year of college, uh, I had a free a voucher for a free plane ticket that was going to expire. And my college roommate, Bo Babs, grew up on Napoleon Avenue, and I uh, said, Brent, you got to come down to Mardi Gras with me. And within uh, 24 hours of getting off the plane in February of 2008, I made I made the decision that this was going to be my home. Um, and since then, I, I moved down here in, in December of '08. After I graduated, and uh, just continued to be inspired and captivated by the contagious energy of the city, the hospitality of the city, the kind of raw authenticity of this place, and um, and and incredibly captivated by the resilient spirit of New Orleans after Katrina, and, and the exciting and innovative energy here. Well,
1: well, now, Brent, you're the one who who helped recruit all these university students here. What does this week mean to you, and what do you think it means to them?
7: I think, to me, it speaks to the tremendous desire of young people to be doing meaningful and challenging work and to be in places that sustain them apart from work. And I think New Orleans fits that perfectly. It's a place where there are tremendous challenges in economic development, healthcare, education, entrepreneurship, but there's also an environment that feeds other parts of people's spirits that kind of equips, equips them with with a foundation uh, to, to be able to bite off those media challenges and solve them. Um, so I, I think uh, it, it's inspiring to me to see young people from, not just any young people, young people from the best universities in the country, Harvard, Yale, Duke, Dartmouth, Columbia, and Loyola, all drawn to a city that 10 years ago I think was written off on a human from a
1: human capital perspective, and now it's, it's drawing the best minds in the country. Is there one nugget, one moment you've had so far? I know we're midway through the week. Is there one moment so far, or, or what's been your moment? Uh,
7: I think last night at Dookie Chase, seeing the Edna Car team uh, p- making their pitch to the entrepreneur, to the to these MBA students from the top business schools in the country, sitting in Miss Chase's restaurant, you saw kind of uh, the the old guard entrepreneurs and Miss Chase, the new guard. Uh, and the emerging guard with these Edna Carr students and uh, the current kind of talent pipeline with these MBAs. And it really speaks to the fact that we're building a a complete life cycle here of talent in the city that I hope will sustain us for generations to come.
1: Well, I tell you, uh, well, Brent, you you know, you and I joke a lot, but I think the reason why New Orleans would be a great city is because of people like you. I mean, this is exactly why... New Orleans is a, is is, a, is there's a renaissance here, and there's a lot of confidence because of people like Brent who've come here, give their heart and soul, and helping us put out the fires uh, to make the city a better place. Um, so that's what we're doing here at New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. Uh, the finality is Mar is the f- Friday. We're gonna have a thousand people in, in Harris Fulton Street, allocating a hundred thousand uh, dollars in crowdfunding, So you'll hear about that. But I want to acknowledge the producer of our show is, is Grant Morris. Uh, thank him. For for uh, being here at the Idea Village. Our technical producer is Ag, uh, Eric Murrell, who I've known uh, since Trinity days. Our web designer and digital guru is Cliff Bridgen. Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Form wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can keep up with our continuing adventures in the Crescent City Commerce by liking it, uh, It's New Orleans, on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on iTunes. And check out our other shows on itsneworleans.com, including Happy Hour, Mindset, and True the Game. If you have any questions or issues you'd like to bring up to Out to Lunch, please drop us a line at we'reouttolunch at itsneworleans.com or tweet us, we're at itsneworleans. Thank you to our friends at WWNO, New Orleans' source for NPR news, and thank you for joining us for lunch today. Until we meet again... And you're going to be with uh, Peter Asciuti next time at Commander's Palace, who is my mentor and friend. Uh, We are uh, happy to uh, say goodbye from uh, uh, the fourth annual New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. Uh, Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworlands.com.